Hi, everybody. This is Tamaya Robles. I am a credit repair specialist, credit repair expert. I am the owner of FixMyCreditNow850.com. I'm also the host of this podcast, Coast to Coast Credit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today, as you see, I have a very special guest for y'all. I have Miss Josie Falcon on the line, but I wanted to do a quick introduction. Um, I know you guys are really receptive of my story times. And I greatly appreciate that. I love that so much. Thank you, a million thank yous. Um, so I also told you guys that I'm going to start bringing more people on the podcast uh, to discuss their stories, just so you're not just hearing my stories, you're hearing other people's stories so you can understand and relate. Um, and that's what this podcast is about. It's directly, indirectly about credit, whether it's personal business and it's all interconnected. And I just want you guys to hear it. So I have the lovely Miss Josie on here and she has her own podcast as well. Be sure to follow her. All her information will be in the description below, but welcome Josie. I just want to say thank you for being on here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You. <laughs> Hello, and I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited to share my story and hopefully help some people. <laughs> right, right. So you will. I'm sure you will. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. And yes, definitely, please go into your story, your credit story when it came to divorce and things like that. Absolutely. So yes, my name is Josie. I am the host of the From Devastated to Divorce podcast. Um, I started it uh, in 2020 because I wanted to share my story of separation, of unwanted separation, um, and help other women out there. From then, it has evolved. It's titled Name Change. Um, and I have taken the focus off of my story and have put it on how we can help other women out there. Um, and I am now also coaching these women. I'm a separation survival specialist and I help women dealing with their unwanted separation. And so my story about finances and the disaster of my separation actually starts before I even got married because my family was not great with money. Nobody taught me anything about money. I was, um, you know, winging it. I saw my parents, they were wonderful people and, you know, they kept us fed and dressed and whatever, but they were terrible with money. And um, uh, I remember that my journey with credit started with getting offered a $7,000 credit limit on a credit card. And I don't know why they would do that to me, but they did. And mm -hmm. I, as a young mm -hmm. lady was like, cool. And I took it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't, I can't even tell you what I spent on it, but it maxed out obviously pretty much straight away. Um, mm -hmm. I was, uh, dealing with that when I met my husband. Um, I didn't have great credit, but I had some credit um, but I, we had a child together pretty early. So before we got married, I decided to file for bankruptcy. So mm -hmm. I filed for bankruptcy, wiped out the, the debts that I had. And then for the entirety of my marriage, put the focus on his credit because mm -hmm. I didn't work. I was a stay at home mom and he was the one bringing in the money. So his credit was the important one totally wrong. Absolutely do not do this. Mm -hmm. And so for the eight years that we were married, 
everything was make sure his credit is good, pay everything of his on time, build up his credit. And mine was a disaster. I came into the marriage with student loans because, you know, you cannot get rid of a student loan through bankruptcy. The entire eight years, we didn't pay a single dime on my student loans. And his got wiped out because Mm. his credit was the important credit. So nothing happened for me in all of those years. I wasn't expecting to get separated and divorced. So during that time, we weren't building on my credit. I wasn't saving my own money, which I also absolutely recommend that you do. Even if you're not thinking that your marriage is going to end, that's okay. Always have your own little emergency fund. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, maybe in 25 years, you're still married and you want to splurge on a vacation and you've got some money on the side. Great. But on the off chance that you (laughs) are getting separated or divorced, you have a cushion. You have some protection there. That was a really big mistake of mine. When I went into the marriage, even though I didn't have great credit, I worked. I brought it my own money. I paid my own bills. And one of the biggest mistakes that we women do is we hand it all over to the men. We're like, oh, they got us. And then we'll just make sure that their underwear are clean and that we're taking care of our kids and that we're doing all this stuff. But we're not looking out for our financial well-being. Sometimes we don't even know what the bills are. We don't know what the mortgage is. We don't know any of those things because we let the man handle it. Mm-hmm. It's very important for us to be completely involved in that process, right? So what happens? Well, we decide to separate and I'm like, great. What am I going to do? I have no job. I have no credit. I have no personal income. I had to do what many of us do. I had to move in with my mom. I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do. One of the most, um, uh, a situation that angers me still sometimes to this day that I think about was when I finally went to get an apartment on my own, I couldn't do it because I had terrible credit and I needed a co-signer. And so I went to my ex-husband because we're still co-parents and this apartment is going to be for our son. And I said, listen, I need a co-signer. Can you help me out? And he said no, because he had to keep, he had to protect his credit. And I lost my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, (laughs) the reason you have such good credit is because all we did was focus on yours to the detriment of myself. And now I need your help. And you're like, oh no, I got to look out for my credit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can imagine how frustrating and what a lesson that was that I learned that day to be like, you know what, you're going to have to put yourself and your credit first. You're going to have to look out for number one. It's not a bad thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You need this in life. Credit is an important part of that, you know, Unless you've got millions of dollars, which many Mm -hmm. of us do not have, Mm -hmm. (laughs) credit is important. And so you're going to have to look out for that. So it was a struggle. It was extremely difficult, but I read a lot of books. I was very smart with my money. I taught myself because even during the marriage, even though he paid all the bills, uh, we were terrible. We took out second mortgages on the home. We did what they say never to do, which is we 
took out, uh, refinanced our mortgage and put the car in, which you're never supposed to do that because it loses value. Mm. And then you're going to pay for that for 30 years. Don't yeah. do that. So, you know, we made all of the mistakes, but when I separated, I realized this is going to be on me. Nobody's going to save me. I've got to figure out myself how to make it work and slowly but surely paying down, you know, some debts that I had really, I didn't incur too much because I left a lot of the stuff with him. We didn't have a horrible mm-hmm. argument about that stuff. Right. Um, the one thing that we did do was he was terrible with money. The only reason that he had great credit was because I made sure that we prioritized him. Mm-hmm. And within a year of us separating, his credit was terrible because he started charging this, he started charging that and he forget mm-hmm. to pay everything. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I finally moved out on my own, he was still paying for the car. We had a car and we, this was years ago and we had a $400 car payment, which right now people might say that's normal, but back then it was ridiculously crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was responsible for the car payment. Actually, we had a deal where um, he was paying uh, child support, like about, let's say 850 and the car payment was 425. So he would pay 425 and give me 425. Okay. Well, one day I came home, uh, I woke up one morning to go to work and my car was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what happened? It's a weird thing. It was like, I know I parked it there. What could it be? Mm-hmm. What could it be? Where is it? I don't understand. And I called the police and the police asked my address. And then they said, hey, have you been paying your car? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, <laughs> it got repoed. And they're yeah. like, you can't answer that, but you've ah. got to call. And so I'm like, it got repoed. Mm. And it's the weirdest thing because like this calm came over me at that moment because now I knew what the answer was. So I called my ex and I'm like, hey, have you been paying the car? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my gosh, I haven't. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what the saddest thing is? Is that he had the money because right away he sent me three months worth of car payment because mm. he was terrible at taking care of his bills. I'm like, you had the money, but you just, you know, he didn't prioritize. So that worked out to my advantage because $400 for a car payment was ridiculous. I was able to, thank Mm -hmm. God, by rebuilding my credit, I was able to go get my dream car, which was a Mustang, but like a (laughs) four-year-old used Mustang. And my car payment was like under $200. So I got more money that I could, you know, use for my son and whatever. It worked out great for me. It wasn't a hit to my credit because he was the one who had the the car note because Mm -hmm. I didn't have any credit. So he totally screwed himself even more. And I actually came out pretty good on that whole deal. So I'm not mad about it. Mm. But, um, you know, again, how did I do it? I did a lot of reading. I gave up on credit cards completely, right? Paid what I had, carried a budget. Budgets are so important so that you know where your money's going and things like that. And slowly but surely, kept bringing it back up. It's not easy. It sounds, you know, like, oh, that's like, you know, I'm I'm telling you the story in like 15 minutes, but it obviously takes a while and it takes effort, but it can be done. And at that point, you know that you're so careful with your credit that Mm -hmm. you are super careful with what you buy, what you charge, that you don't miss paying a bill, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, it was interesting. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) 
So thank you for sharing that with us. So I, I do have a few, few questions. So Absolutely. where are you at now with your credit? How do you manage it? Um, and are you still anti-credit cards? <laughs> I am not anti-credit cards, but I am absolutely pay more than the minimum. So mm -hmm. only purchase what you know that you can pay off and also pay it off as quick as possible. That has become my mantra, my game. Like the Mustang that I purchased, I paid it off like a year and a half early because I would pay extra. Mm -hmm. And so I, my credit is great, thank God. I'm uh, high 700s, I'm very happy about that. Congratulations. Um, and <laughs> thank you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just super careful. I will use credit cards, but I use them carefully. I will make sure that it's in, within my budget. If I don't need it, I don't buy it. I'm not about purses and shoes and stuff like that. I'm all about traveling. I would lo I love to travel. And so I, I save my money. I'm cheap. I'm, I'm proud <laughs> to say it. I'm super cheap. <laughs> I will look for the least expensive thing of everything so that I can stretch my, my, my money as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So how did you wind up building? Building. I know, I understand you stayed with mom and the ex-hubby was helping with the car note finally after the repo, but repos are a hard hit on a credit report. I don't know, were you also on the, that car note or was it just, it was just right. him. Okay. It was okay. just okay. him. So, so it was, yeah, it, it didn't hit me. But the, the thing was that we were not quite divorced yet, but we were in the process mm -hmm. and we filled out the paperwork. And of course, because I had the car, I put the car on my line item. Mm. But as soon as it got repoed, I said, you know what? Mm. I'm going to amend that paper and put that on you. And mm. I told him, no offense about you, right? Because we didn't have a horrible relationship at mm. that point. And I'm like, but you might meet somebody tomorrow and she might be telling you, why do you have this? Because it's oh, on yeah. hers. So mm -hmm. to avoid that, mm -hmm. we're going to put it on your side. Because yes. then you can't come back, and even though it's on my credit, it's on your divorce slide of the paperwork. So uh, we took we we did take care of that. Mm -hmm. But um, to answer your your question, yes, it obviously I did have some child support, which helped offset some of the bills. Mm -hmm. I got a job, a decent mm -hmm. job that helped mm -hmm. also pay some bills, and then I was very careful with my spending, and mm -hmm. I was slowly able to get a small credit card, and mm -hmm. then. From that credit card, you know what they say, if you know that you can pay it off and that you're not going to go crazy, you, you know, you use it, you pay it off, you use it to build up your credit. That's basically what I did. And then getting the car, I was able to get that, that the Mustang in my own name, which also showed, you know, that I was credit worthy and helped slowly bring it back up uh, that way. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So now if you could tell us how you went from where you're, you were then to where you're at now with your podcast and what inspired that and, and how you maintain it and, and I guess manage both your personal life and your, and your professional life, because we also promote entrepreneurship here. So if you get into that, that'd be great. That is awesome. Well, the podcast started in 2020 when everybody was pretty much stuck. You know, I wanted to do something. I, when I went through my separation, I started journaling because I, I really believe strongly in journaling and putting your feelings down on paper. 
and it avoided me reaching out to him and insulting him every day when I was really upset in the beginning. And so mm -hmm. I started a journal. And then every once in a while, I would go back and reference the journal to see how I've changed, to see how I've grown, to see how I've you know moved forward in my life. And I always thought this would make a great book. And then I thought when, when blogging came, I thought, oh, maybe I can blog about this, but I hate to write. And then when I mm -hmm. discovered podcasting, I said, oh my God, this is it because I love to talk. So I was like, this is it. <laughs> so I started the podcast actually reading those journal entries that I had written and talking about what I remember feeling then and what I'm feeling now and what I've learned along the way so that other women who might be in that space start could could see themselves and be like, okay, there is hope, you know? And um, and then after doing that a couple of years, I, I got really great responses from women that were feeling heard and supported by it. and. I transitioned into also um, being a coach and helping these women get through the specifics of from separated to divorced. So I don't really help them like divorce paperwork, things and that and the other. It's more the emotional. I actually um, created a framework. It's the five chapters to surviving a separation, just to kind of show you where you where you are and where you're going to move through the process emotionally to get to be ready and healthy for a divorce. And so um, one of those things that I I talk a lot about is to not make financial decisions until you have healed, because mm -hmm. we make some really bad decisions. We can um, decide to give away money that we, that we deserve. Like, I'm not gonna fight him for this, that, and the other, because you wanna be nice. Mm -hmm. And later on, mm -hmm. when you're more healed, you're like, crap, I needed that to survive. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you walked away from it to be the nice guy to them, you know? So these mm -hmm. are very important things that we want to avoid not doing. <laughs> if I can interject here, because that you, what you said right there just triggered me. So before we started, I was saying like, I got divorced and I didn't have any issues or whatever, because I'm the credit person. I'm like, why would I? <laughs> but Believe right. it or not, I just realized what you said about being the nice person. And when I got my divorce, all I wanted to do was just leave with my name. I did a Tina Turner. Okay. I was like, I just want my name. I made the Robles name. Take everything else. I could care less. But there was nothing for him to take because I took care of everything. But taxes, right? Taxes. So I just wanted to sever all ties as quickly as possible. However, I found out that through my taxes, I had a lien on my house because of him. This man, from the time we were officially married until probably till to this very day, never took anything out of his paycheck. Yeah. So because of that, <laughs> because oh, of that, yeah, I was getting, if they were coming to me, I was the higher wage earner. I was the, and I, when I severed ties, um, right before I told my attorney, I was like, Hey, I just got this, uh, lien on my house and I got a $15,000 invoice from the IRS. And I don't play with the alphabet boys. I tell people that. And he said, well, we can include that in your divorce, like where he can handle it. Is that what you want to do? And I said, no, when I should have said yes, <laughs> I, I resolved the issue and everything. It was a uh -huh. matter of like refiling. But you, I still have to come out of my pocket and pay people and resolve this. And I couldn't sell my house because of lien. But when you stated that about basically giving away money, because that's what happened. 
That's that's what right. I did. And right. I just wanted to go, but it does hurt you financially. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And you see, it's probably like it was probably partly an ego thing, like forget it. I can handle this by myself. Mm-hmm. And you absolutely can, but why? Why? No. You don't have to prove right. anything to him anymore, and you want to put yourself in the best financial situation that you can. And so uh, I know that there are so many women that, yes, they they want it over. And some men want to fight. And they're like, well, I don't want to fight. So they can keep everything. They want to fight me for their, you know, their 401k and forget it. I don't need it. Even though you've been taking care of their kids for 20 years, you walk away from that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, you have to. It's the hardest fight and the most important fight of your life. You have to, you, you got to stick with it. Walking away is the easy way at first. And then later when you can't afford to live, it was the worst decision you ever made. So that is something that I really, really tried to impress upon these women. Don't make the decisions. Don't make it to be nice. Don't make it out of fear. And don't make it because you're tired of fighting. Because you're going to be tired of trying to figure out how to get money when you're 60 years old and can't find a job. Trust me. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. Well, I want to, again, say thank you for for getting on here and enlightening us and sharing your story with us. That that means a lot. And I know it's going to touch a lot of people. Would you be willing to come back on uh, to do another podcast if needed? Absolutely. Whenever you need me. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, well, before we wrap up, could you, all your information is going to be displayed, but could you please let us know how we can reach you, what your podcast is, how to connect, things like that? Absolutely. Well, I am all over the place, but you can (laughs) find me easily at uh, josiefalcone.com. I have information for my podcast there. I have information there. If you're looking to get coached through your separation and want to know more about the five chapters, Um, I also have an option there for you to sign up for a free 15 minute call to talk about where you think you might be on your journey from separated to divorce. And um, I'm on Instagram at Josie.Falcone and on TikTok at the same. So basically I'm like all over the place, but mostly you can find me on Instagram. I'm always there chatting up with people and, and, and sharing on the stories. So and of course, the podcast is from devastated to divorced. You can find it on Apple or anywhere that you stream. Just type Excellent. it in and you find me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you, thank you. So I'm gonna let you go, and I look forward to talking to you again. And be Absolutely. on the lookout for my listeners because I'm sure they're gonna check you out. Well, great. I'm excited to have them come on over, and um, you know, we'll talk things on the whole other spectrum of separation, because there's a lot besides just the finances. And so I'm happy to share and, uh, you know, support them as, as, as much as I can. And I really thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. You have a good one. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.